ask yourself one question. Do I feel like what you just said is one of the most insanely idiotic things I have ever heard. Everyone in this room is now dumb for having listened to it. May God have mercy on your soul. Welcome to Pan and Scan Podcast. Well, hello, everybody. Hello, everybody. And welcome to your fortnightly slice of movie news and reviews from a from a very Midland perspective. Well, I'd like to think so, Ben. I'm one of your hosts, Ben. Oh, I'll give that away. Yeah. Damn. Uh, and I'm one of your hosts. I'm John. And, uh... Hello. Welcome. <laughs> <laughs> it feels like ages. I think I say this every time we do the show, but it feels like ages since the last time we are in the studio. It's because we enjoy it so much. We're in Studio B. Studio B, yeah. Yeah. B for... Ben's, Ben's house. house. Yeah. Brilliant. See what we did there? Yeah, completely unrehearsed, could you tell? No, no, no. No, so so here we are. Yes. Um, we're doing a, uh, a general chit-chat episode today. We've got, yeah. quite, I've got a few things to talk about and what's, what's gone off and um, talk a bit about the um, the BAFTAs were a couple of weeks ago and we've got the Oscars coming up, so we can have a bit of a... Who cares about the BAFTAs, Ben? The British. The British do. That's right. That's right. That's what we're that was, here that for. was a rhetorical question, by John. That was. There. That's not. That's not. not there wasn't a dig at the Baftas. That no, wasn't decorative at all. No. Towards Baf- um, the Baftas. He's uh, just. Uh, yeah, that's what he's doing right now. <laughs> <laughs> Brilliant. So, Jonathan. Yes. Hello. What have you been watching in the last two weeks? Absolutely what have you been doing? nothing. Mm. Nothing at all. I've been busy with work. <laughs> And obviously various film projects. That I'm yeah, involved with. well, that's it. So if if anybody is uh, um, obviously on our our scan on Facebook, yeah. But uh, also um, John is uh, currently doing a uh, some pre production for his own film. Oh um, crap! For Outland. That's right. Yeah. And uh, involved in a couple of other projects as well. Yes, I'm, I'm all over the place, but you know, still have the time to uh, to get one of these shows done. That's it. Always make the time. Um, that's not why it's been so long. It's usually Ben's fault. It is usually my fault. So yeah. I'm kind of glad that it's not. Yeah, she's on the other foot now. That's I can't right. say anything. You know. Nope. But um, we're, you know, you're gonna get a show regularly. That's it. Every fortnight. That's what we're here for. That's right. Um, yeah. So I've not really had time to just like sit down and watch films. Unfortunately, mm. I mean, I've, I think I've watched a couple of things on, on DVD. Just recently watched the Avengers again. Yeah. Well, Avengers uh, Assemble. Yeah, I watched that again yesterday. Marvel. It's, uh, I think if you remember from the. Uh, from 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 way I don't even know God. which episode it was. It was a long time long ago time when again. we we went to cinema to watch the Avengers. I was, I don't know, not the not the happiest bunny. I'm not a massive comic book movie film more recently. Not those type ones. Um, but watched it again because I thought, why the hell not? Yeah. Maybe I got it wrong the first time. Yeah. Keep keep posted, guys, because I'll tell <laughs> you whether whether we're still wrong. But uh, and you'll want to stick around for that. I don't know if that counts though. If you tell somebody else that you've got it wrong. Isn't it for somebody else to tell you you got it wrong? No. No. Nope. You're wrong. <laughs> hey! <laughs> you can't trust a word we say, ladies no, and gentlemen. No, nothing. It's so what did you think then? Long. You watched it again? Yeah. Um, I think, because I watched it at home, which meant I was like a bit, I don't know, I, I, I'd already, obviously we'd already seen it once, I kind of knew what to expect, and I, I think I just let myself go a little bit more. Mm. Um, and let myself enjoy it more for what it was. Still not, not quite paced how I wanted, still feel that... It's still, you kind of have to watch the other ones to 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 know exactly what's going off. Um, because I think the whole tesseract thing is just a it's there's a big blue just thing big right. It's, it's right here, yeah. and and it, and it kicks off right from the start. And I think 
obviously it would have taken longer to, to ease everybody in, but then I still think it's an hour and a half before anything really gets going anyway. So it's, so I don't know. I don't know what I really expected from it, but yeah, I let myself go a little bit more on it. Just, just let it watch. The, the Hulk still steals the show for me. Yeah, it's badass. Yeah. Brilliant. Yeah, I watched it with the, with Son, watched it with the wife. And uh, yeah, she really, she, she enjoyed it. She liked the Hulk bits, um, like punching Thor through a wall and um, beating the crap out of Loki and stuff, which is brilliant. Which Some is, of the which best is, scenes. It's really, really funny. Yeah, and the funniest scenes are with the Hulk, you know. I like it when, um, I think the one scene where he's beating Loki up at the end, and he's yeah. just like, I am a god. And he just, before he can finish yeah. the sentence, he's just smashing him into That's the ground it. repeatedly. Purely Brilliant. god. A lot about the Hulk I don't like as well, though. Mm. That is, in fact, there's some of the best scenes in the film, but they're also some of the worst, because mm. um, after he gets like kicked off the, uh, the the bloody shield station in the sky, whatever the yeah. thing's called, um, and falls to Earth, you don't see him for the rest of the movie until right at the end. And yeah. then... The guy just, you know, right at the right moment when all the Avengers band together, you know, for the final conflict. Just drops in. It, he just arrives on a, on a little scooter thing. Yeah. And then the uh, right when they need him to, he reveals, spoiler alert for anybody that's not seen the Avengers, but if you're a fan and you haven't seen it yeah. by now, it's the same. Yeah, you, wrong you with must you. have seen it. <laughs> um, he reveals that his big secret is that he's always angry and that yeah. apparently he can change into the Hulk at will and apparently has control of the Hulk. Yeah. Even though earlier... He was trying to yeah, kill... Yeah, freaking um, it out, holding, trying to hold it in, wasn't it? Scarlett so, Johansson. Yeah. But yeah, that was it. It was... Did it make sense? No, no. And I think that was the same. And I don't know whether I'd kind of glossed over that or not really noticed it the first time I watched it. But when he says, what's your secret? I'm always angry. And suddenly just like, boom, and it's the Hulk. I'm like, why? How? How? How are, yeah. you, how are you doing this? Mr. Angry is like desperately trying to hold it in. And I know that maybe when you think there's a bit where Tony Stark jabs him... And um, earlier on, they say, "Oh, don't be careful with him because you might set him off," kind of thing. Uh, but he's like, "Oh no, I've learned to control it." So you kind of get a nod back to like, "Oh, maybe that's why I can control it." But like you say, he did. He did have to like let it go at one point, and he was trying to hold it back, and he couldn't control it. So can he control it? Can he not control it? I yeah, know. you know, it's um, it's just a lazy script. Yeah. Plus, Mark Ruffalo is really boring as well. It's just really, really boring. Oh, still, I like Ar- it. Eric Banner is my Bruce Banner. So yeah, yeah, I know. So which we talked about in the last episode, a couple of episodes ago, when we were talking about how, about the original Hulk, and he's still my Hulk. I think that's the one thing that saves the film, though, is that they're, all the characters are really fairly interesting and, yeah. and entertaining when they're on the screen. You know, apart so, from like apart from Hawkeye. Well, yeah, maybe. But bit... I mean, who who cares about Hawkeye? Really? Well, that's it. I mean, he doesn't really do on. a whole amount, does he? The main the main characters, they're all there. You know, I I enjoyed all of the Marvel films, mm. and then they were all in this film, and they were all portrayed just as faithfully as they were in their own movies. You know, yeah. Iron Man. Thor, well, I like Iron Man. I think uh, Iron Captain Man's America. Really good. You know, um, they they were all treated really well. They all got the yeah. a decent amount of screen time. They all got that's a bit it. of like. Uh, it links to the old film, so that this yeah. thing's still carried over, like uh, I, uh, Captain America's um, loss for his, his long-lost love, and uh, yeah. Thor's obviously got a big part in the film because his brothers, you know, Loki is the main, you know, yeah. bad guy, and so th- there was a, a space for everybody, yeah. and they kept they kept true to the characters, and it was just really fun, really entertaining, and the action sequences were freaking awesome. Yeah, so that's it. I think, like, like I said, well, it's not the best film. But ever, but it's just a bit throwaway. But like I said, I think we said when we went to watch it, it's just popcorn fodder. If you want to just go watch a watch a an actiony type film without, they ain't, you ain't got you ain't got to think too much about. Then you might as well watch the Avengers. I say I wouldn't I wouldn't have watched it last night if I didn't want to give it another go because I thought I don't know. But I thought no no I'll give it a go. <laughs> give it a go. Let's see how yeah. we get on. 
Um, and I was just saying to you before the before we start this, and and I will definitely put this on the Facebook. Um, is there's don't make uh, promises little, you can't keep then. I'll do I'll do it as we're talking. How good do would it as that we're be? talking. Yeah, that's um, what, what we're doing. And there was a there's a like a featurette that's come out, and I think it's uh, gonna I think it's on the DVD or whatever. But it's about how they um, make the um, uh, uh, scene in New York. Um, and how New York is pretty, is entirely CG, apart from a couple of couple of bits. Right. Um, and I had no idea. I knew there would be parts that were CG. I knew bits would be enhanced and whatever. But we're talking about like a seven block radius. Yeah, complete three D environment CG. Yeah. And there was one one bit which well, it looks all so real anyway. But there's one particular bit where they've taken interior shots of rooms. Um, and then put them inside this building. So as you pan past it, it looks like all these rooms with lights on and people in there and stuff. Yeah, and, yeah. And like completely blown away because we've 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 talked a bit about uh, about CG and how it's used in cinema and uh, and how practical effects should be used wherever possible. But uh, this is this is an example of CG being used correctly because you because. It would it wouldn't have been practical to to do this kind of filming in New York because it yeah. would have shut down the the streets and whatever. But I was completely convinced that at least ninety percent of New York was real, and they'd only just added bits in for like the big flying Gears of War fish things. Yeah, the monster that. things. Yeah. yeah, yeah, very Gears of War actually. Good shout there, Ben. Yeah, but they did a similar thing on Peter Jackson's King Kong as well. They beat they built a you know a, a certain amount of uh, old New York. 1920s New York in a complete 3D environment and then just, you know, posted the sequences around it sort of thing. So yeah. it's always really impressive, especially for the level of detail and rendering that has to go on. Well, that's it. It's, the kind of, like I say, the rendering, the, 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 the horsepower to make that kind of that, that kind of thing is incredible. So they've yeah. got a large hard drive. Oh, seriously. Just wow. Just like my co-host. If you could see what I can see. <laughs> With your eyes. Oh, yes. So yeah, yeah, yeah like I said, the Avengers. It was, it was, be- <laughs> it was better this time around. Like I say, still, yeah, not compl- still it. not completely convinced by it, but it's just a, it's just a, a throwaway film. I'm still, I'm still not quite sure where it got an eight point three, but there's a lot of fanboys out there. Eight point three from IMDb for everybody. But, yeah, but uh, you're, um, are you not looking forward to the new the Wolverine movie? Uh, yeah, I am actually. Yeah. See, because I. I'm, I think I'm the only person that isn't interested in Wolverine. I, I, I never thought he was that good ever. What? Yeah, no, I didn't think I didn't think he was terrible. Uh, Hugh, Hugh Jackman as Wolverine, but uh, I think there's. The, I always feel that there's a better actor out there that could portray Logan or Wolverine better. I don't know. I just didn't. I think that I have a big problem with the X. I think we've well we've talked about this before. I have, mm. I have a big problem with the X Men movies generally, yeah. just just visually, just out of the design and. And casting, a lot of the casting, um, I didn't enjoy it. Thought it spoiled the movies, but you know. Well, I say it's going to be interesting to see where they go. Oh, I'll definitely uh, be going with to this see one. it. Yeah, um, because it's because I didn't like X Men Origins Wolverine at all. No, I didn't. That's like, sour the milk. Definitely, it was just really, really silly. And like I think we've said, we're going to retread all ground if we're not careful because it's like I say it's when they change the change bits from the where it's supposed to be exactly the same as like in the X Men one and two, and then they change it, so it's not quite the same. And it's like I know they've got to change things and whatever, but even down to like the dog tag being a different dog tag and things like that. You'll never get over that, will you? No, no, I won't. (laughs) Never. So, so yeah, but the, I'm I'm interested to see where this one goes because it's kind of got a feeling of like um, uh, Last Samurai because it's going to be 
set in in Japan, yeah. um, with a mostly Japanese cast. That comes straight from the graphic novels as well. Though. Yeah, yeah. I've, uh, I mean, I'm not a big reader of Wolverine or, or X Men, even in comic form, but uh, yeah, I know there's uh, there's a lot of origin stories where he takes place, you know, in Japan, and he has a, uh, I don't know, some sort of samurai queen. Uh, yeah, some something. Or, so yeah, it, it's going to be uh, hopefully visually more interesting. Yeah, and the, the thing, the I'd th- hope darker. I'd hope a bit more adult, especially yeah. for the Wolverine character on his own. I yeah, think if, you can afford to we, go there. You yeah, because if we, we need to take it out of the X Men universe, which I yeah. think was the problem they had with X Men Origins, it was this is the Wolverine as he was just before he was an X Men. When you got yeah. one of the main the sporting ca- actors being Will I Am, yeah. you know you're in trouble, don't you? Well, <laughs> and it's just I don't get it. You know, it's like I just didn't really. I didn't, didn't like it at all. I've only seen it the once, and I don't think I've, I've got it because it came in the box set. Mm. But I don't think I watch it again. It's it's. I, I don't really want it. <laughs> really, might give it away. Give she it away now. Um, but Darren Aronofsky was originally going to direct it. Darren, and I Darren think who? Darren Aronofsky. That's a name. Yeah, it is a name. Uh, <laughs> and he was going to direct it um, originally. So that would have been interesting. And that would have been interesting. Yeah. That I think that was the thing that had excited me for it initially a lot. Because he's the things he directs. He's he's not a mass, he's, he doesn't direct a lot of things, but he's did he did Black Swan. He's done the Wrestler. Did the Fountain Requiem for a Dream, um, four amazing films back to back kind of thing, um, and yeah, it's it, I would I would have thought it would be a really interesting place for it to go, um, but now it's um, it's been it's been taken over by uh, I think it's James yeah James Mangold is taking it over. And he's not his. I don't know. He's not really. It's not really the same kind of thing. He's he's uh, he's done. He was. Uh, what the line? What the line was? What the line? Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, completely. Yeah. Uh, but it's not really the, his kind of style of film. Um, I wouldn't have said. Um, I like enjoyed Night, um, Night and Day, which was yeah, with uh, Tom no. Cruise, uh, Three Ten to Yuma. Uh, like I say what the line again. So really, really like what the line, but it's. Um, I don't know. It doesn't seem like where where. Whereas with Darren Aronofsky's, I was excited with where he was going to go with it because he's that kind of director who right. kind of brought something a bit different to it. But now it just feels like we'll just get someone to do it. Same old sort yeah, of. Yeah, let's just grab someone. And yeah. and you just know that he's going to spend a lot of time with his shirt off, like running around. And, you can only hope. Um, yeah, so. Oh, well, to be honest, yeah, he's one hot guy. Oh, let's not go into it, Ben. Oh, yeah. You always this, do this. It does go. On every, every time we bring Hugh Jackman up. Good lord! I know. Look um, at that guy. We're, we're looking at a picture. Of, of, of yeah, him, yeah. We in, are, aren't uh, we? Why are we doing that? <laughs> um, <laughs> so the Baftas, Ben. Let's move on now. Okay. Um, I didn't watch the Baftas. I'm not a bit. I'm not a big fan mm-hmm. of the old award ceremonies. Mm. You know, it's nice to know that a film that you enjoy got the best picture or, yep. or, or, or whatever, um, best director, etc. That's always nice. But I mm. never get into the hype. I don't really pay attention, and I very rarely. Are you, actually sit down and watch the mm. the ceremonies very rarely so did you watch the baftas then um i watched uh, i didn't watch all of it no no no, no I, I, I watched like the highlights and things um really but yeah I, I agree i think it's one of those where these aren't these aren't voted for by the cinema goers as such they're voted for by your peers they're voted for by the people who are um in the industry they're voted for by um like when you've got the um screen actors guild it's it's all voted for by by the screen actors, the peers, and etc. So, yeah, the are, so it's not necessarily a representation of um, the popcorn eating public. What, what oh, you're, what, yeah, yeah. What, what me and John are going to see, what you're going to see. Um, it's this is this is we're looking at it more from um, a technical standpoint of of 
is of, of what makes a film a film and um so yeah uh, but this it's it's a good setup for the um uh, for the oscars so if you if you're going to have an idea of what's going to go anywhere uh, same with the golden globes really and it looks like um argo is going to win best film really interesting yeah. okay I, yeah, I, I enjoyed argo very it's much. won everything so far um so it's it's looks like it's pretty much wrapped up there's going to be compared to something like lincoln and life of pi though Mm. i i I can't understand why argo is up for the for the win but um you know that's just my personal opinion and that's it it's it's one of these where it is or it's a lot of his personal opinion but i think now it's a lot of these are voted for by similar for similar stands or whatever and uh, ben affleck is very very likely to win uh best director holy um, christ for it so so yeah it's like the world's turned on its head, Ben. <laughs> That's it. Apparently, George Clooney loves him. Like, really loves him. In, like is, a, in like, love with him. Is that yeah, the well, news we're breaking like, on the like, uh, Panasonic yeah. podcast? Yeah, that's text worthy news, everybody. That's called slander, Ben. That's. Um, <laughs> we say that we like. He, he like. It seems to like him a lot. He did gush about him. About him, not, not on oh, him or by him details, or anything like that. But he did yeah. talk about him a lot at right. BAFTAs and said how amazing he was. And this was his second act and he's doing so well. So. So yeah, obviously the uh, well, fair enough. They love him. So who's who? Who else is nominated for the, uh, for the Baf- Well, the Baftas is yeah. Baftas was like I say, Argo won uh, won for for best film. Um, Skyfall got um, outstanding British film of the year, um, which I think is probably the, it's it's one of these things with with Bond where it tends to get overlooked. Um, it's not gonna it's not up for best film for for the Oscars or very anything rarely, like that. If and ever. and that's it. They they tend to be overlooked. Um, so really, it was one of these where. Um, Skyfall. I think I think there's going to be a, a special feature at the Oscars just for James Bond with it being the fiftieth uh, anniversary. I think quite rightly so. I think yeah. that's been a long time coming. Definitely. And that's it. It's it's one of these <clears> things <throat> where it's a massive franchise. It's been going. It's such a, a massive series. It's been going on for such a long time. Um, and I think that's it. It becomes a. You tend it gets forgotten about. It, it gets oh well, it's James Bond. It's yeah. just, it's, it's, just that cheesy yeah. stuff with that's it. And laser watches and yeah, and it's cars. not, and and that's that's the, that's the big thing really. I, th- I think it's uh, when you've got um, like Daniel Craig, he's he's just a, a brilliant James Bond, and I think he's kind of um, pushed into the background just because you've got people like um, like Daniel Day Lewis giving these amazing one man type of performances, but right. um, but then you've got someone like Daniel Craig who's um, who plays the perfect James Bond for me. I think I think he plays. He is my all-time favorite one. Yeah, and I I am going to be hard pushed for another actor to come along afterwards. And, and that's it. And, it's and like who would who would you throne. pick? Who would you pick? I, after I have that? no idea. Because he's so gritty and so and so down to earth, and he's a ma- how you would imagine someone like a spy to be. He's like rock solid, but then he's got keeps his emotions buried and things like that. But I think that's it. It's probably one of these things where because he doesn't show this massive emotional range, um, or not not necessarily out out there, um. Maybe that's why they don't look at him and think, "Oh, you're an amazing actor." Whereas he's playing a perfect role of, of, yeah, of, the, of the character that's there. So, so yeah. Um, what about the actor that played Ronald Weasley? He could he could be the next Bond. Oh yeah, the Ginger Bond, Ben. That be that be a first. Yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah so uh, let's let's let's, why, see, let's move on. Let, let's start a uh, let's move on a Facebook poll and see if we can get something. <laughs> so um, best actor. Yeah, best actor. Um, as I think we've said for for quite a while in the last few shows, is that. Daniel Day Lewis is going to win, no. uh, and he did. He won. He won for. He won the BAFTA, for, and he's then? very likely to win the Oscar. This is best actor for for Daniel Day Lewis for Lincoln. So he's going to, he's definitely going to sweep the board now. Um, you can't yeah. see anybody else coming in. No, to be fair, it was a 
an incredible performance. Good, yeah. brilliant movie as well. Yeah. Um, one one thing which was a bit which which uh, was a change um, was Jennifer Lawrence didn't win uh, for best actress. She was in um, Silver Linings Playbook. Oh yeah, um, okay. And she's still kind of tipped to win um, the Oscar. No, she's favourite to win the Oscar, but it's uh, Emmanuel Riva um, for Amour, which um, I've still not oh, seen uh, yet. Um, but it looks quite. Uh, it's an. It looks I know quite, nothing um, about it. Ro- an erotic drama. It's uh, it's about a um, uh, an old couple. And I and I think, um, from from what I've gathered, is that um, I think either the uh, um, the wife of the is in this couple begins to, um, like um, um, I think it's I don't know if it's dementia or, or whatever, and and so he starts so they start to lose lose her, and he tries to keep her around and oh, yeah. whatever. So it, so it sounds like a film I don't want so, to watch. So yeah, it's, and it's and it's French and subtitled, and so um, it's going to be heavy going. So you might say the name. So it's not an erotic drama. No, not an erotic drama at no, all. Okay. No, unfortunately. Interesting. Who got the best supporting actor then? Uh, Christoph Waltz. Uh, ah, lovely. For, for Django Unchained, um, the deer is silent. The deer is silent. Though. I had to get that in before you did. Damn it. And yeah, so I, but I, I completely agree with that. Three. I, I think that he was he was perfect. He was the the best the best thing about or one of the best things about Django Unchained. He was just he was just. He, oh, I don't know. He, he had it all down. He was just this smooth, suave guy. To um, nothing flustered him at all. Yeah. Um, and just got on with it. And yeah, he's he was just perfect. Um, it, for me, it almost felt like Django Unchained was written around Christoph Waltz. Who they, they thought this is this guy is so good. Yeah. And it's basically it's very very similar character to how he was in Inglorious Bastards, except he's not a horrible person. He's a good person. This one, because even when he was playing a horrible person. He was so smooth and suave, right? Yeah, um, and this is kind of a, a continuation of that, and he definitely it comes across. So, uh, if so, I see him in any, in any upcoming films, I, I'll always go and support him. Yeah, one of the people I'm really happy to see on that um, the best supporting actor list is uh, Tommy Lee Jones for his uh, portrayal in, in uh, Lincoln. Mm. I, I thought he was incredible in that yeah. film, absolutely incredible. Because I remember uh, bad mouthing him for uh, Men in Black Three. Yeah. I think I remember calling him grey, <laughs> looking very grey and old. But um, he plays a, a tremendous role in that mm. film, and I think I'm glad to see that an actor of his caliber and of his years mm. is still making a nomination for for best supporting actor. So I'm really happy about that. Yeah, so, that so that's it. I think it's getting the recognition, being nominated is, is is when when you think there are only five people that are nominated for this category. Yeah. Then to, to, to recognition at least, even if you don't win. So. Um, um, we move on to um, uh, best supporting actress. Uh, Anne Hathaway won the best supporting actress. Brilliant, yeah. Um, and I agree it's with that. very likely that she's going to uh, win that at the Oscars as well. Um, so the others that are in there is Judy Dench was in it for Skyfall. Amazing. Um, Sally Field um, for Lincoln. Again, uh, amazing. Sally Field in that film, stunning. Yeah, and then you've got Amy Adams and Helen Hunt. And I think, but I, I think overall, I think Anne Hathaway was was. Always going to win this straight. I think from the moment that um, she, the, in the Les Mis trailer for when she's doing "I Dreamed a Dream," I think she had it in the bag from that moment. I dreamed a dream of times gone by. This is the second show in a row where you've done that. I'm going to do that every time we we bring that up. I love that. <coughs> That's going to be so that's my good. new thing. Yeah. So <laughs> I'm kooky and crazy, and anything could happen. So yeah, so she won it, and uh, like I say, I think she completely deserved to win it. Yes, so, I think so too. I think it was just a, an incredible. A good night was had by all. Yes. Yes. 
That's right. So, uh, so yeah, it was. It, it, so th- that was. Uh, those those are the most, the important parts for for the Oscars. Um, as, as I said earlier, um, Ben Affleck um, also he did take home the director's um, gong as well. So, um, director's what? Gong. Director's gong. Gong. Yeah. Right. Award. Sure. You know. You know. Whatever you want to call it. It's what we called it in the biz. Where have you been? <laughs> um, moving on. Moving on. So yeah, he he won that, and it's again, it's likely that he's going to win the. Uh, um, win the best director for for the Oscar as well. I think his only competition is still Steven Spielberg for um uh, for Lincoln. I um I'm going to say I, I don't think I'm with Ben Affleck on that one. Mm. I think cause it's I think the only other one uh, thing that's personally could stand a chance is going to be Catherine Bigelow for Zero Dark Thirty. Oh, I still haven't seen that film. And and that's it. It's one it's, oh, it, with with the uh, with already winning the uh, best director. Um, for a couple of years ago, for the Hurt Locker, um, yeah. they've been a very similar type of film, and and again, um, with with these type of films, they're all all very big on the American side. So so they're mm. they're gonna. It's like we said before with the with the whole Lincoln thing, uh, a vote against Daniel Day Lewis uh, as the most loved president of the American uh, states, who is abolishing slavery. If you vote for anyone else, you are voting for slavery. Yeah, against so America. That's it. So, uh, so you can kind of see why he's, he's already got that in the bag. But yeah, it's good. Right. It is good to see though that um, it's not all political. In the fact that Lincoln, I, I think at one point it, before the uh, before the awards season really kicked off and we've got the first kind of uh, awards out there, I think it did look like Lincoln was just going to run away with absolutely everything. Yeah. So it's good have to you see seen that. It it yet, hasn't. You haven't seen it, have you? Have uh, you? No, no, I haven't. You need to go it. see that film, my friend. Well, that's it. Yeah, it's, uh, it is one I do want to. I do want to see. Um, my sister went to see it, and uh, I think she said it was quite wordy. Um, like it did use every word in the dictionary, and then after that, made some up because it was uh, wow that kind of thing. So so there we go. I'm I'm definitely going to take my my thesaurus with me, or my um, oh one of those crossword books where you can work out what people are saying. Right. That's what I'm going to get. Google sure Translate. Are. Google Translate. Yeah, 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 that won't be annoying when you. you, you no. know. There's nothing worse when you're in a cinema as well when you've got people with really bright screens on their phones and they're looking up like text messages. Yeah. Like just take an hour and a half out of your time and turn your phone off. That's off. That, that, oh, even sense. I'm very yourself. angry. That was good. Oh, it winds me up. Yeah. Man. But but yeah, it's, it, if because I think it would solve two problems if they did that. Go. One, it would stop phones going off and people being annoyed by bright screens, and also it would be we won't have to have those stupid orange turn your phone off adverts oh yeah that'd be a win-win yeah because i hate those and i know that's the point is you're supposed to like oh don't let a phone ruin your movie it's like you are ruining my movie like completely yeah. just just put up a big sign that says turn your mobile phone off or put it on or why does it even say turn your mobile phone off because no one ever turns their phone off ever no. do you turn your phone off sorry i'm talking to the listeners now do you ever turn your phone off because i don't hold on i might put it on vibrate We'll put it on silent. Right. But you never turn it off. I, I and to be fair, I, you know, I don't turn my phone off, but I turn the screen brightness all oh, yeah. the way down, so yeah. you, it's not very. It doesn't. It can't. It can't possibly bother somebody sitting behind me if I pull my phone. If I need to pull my phone up. Exactly. But then again, I, I don't. Do, I, I do don't. the same in bed. Turn the brightness down so when I'm texting away in the middle of the night. Yeah. You know, kiss, kiss, kiss. Right. You, you should be in bed with your wife. Sure. I am. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Is this a confession on the show? <laughs> yes. Good Lord. So there we go, and um, it's all coming out this week. <laughs> we will stop talking about it. Maybe we'll move on. 
Oh yeah. And so that was the Baptist. So that's the Baptist. Those, those are the the. Uh, the, the big hitters um, out there. Obviously, there are the other uh, other awards as well. Um, Dead Quickly, the um, uh, best screenplay was for uh, Django Unchained. Yeah. Um, so I'm glad that it won something. Tarantino won a won a BAFTA, and we'll see where it goes with that. Um, there was then you get to the cinematography, Life of Pi. Oh, brilliant! Won best cinematography. Um, Argo won again for best editing. Um, best production design was Les Mis. Um, yeah, of course that was. Full-time conclusion, really. Best costume design was Anna Karenina. Karenina? Is that the, the uh, um, Kira Knightley film? It is, yeah. So it's period, so it's always going to have good costumes and things. Uh, I suppose so, so. Uh, sure. Music um, was Skyfall. Um, best makeup and hair was Les Mis. Best sound was Les Mis. Um, special effects was Life of Pi. Nice, yeah, beautiful, stunning. Um, best film not in an English language was Amour. Is that a foreign film, maybe? Yes. Or can you not use that word now? Is that sort of passe? I guess, well, I don't know. Maybe Foreign film. Maybe because you could have a film um, that was filmed over here and was in Esperanto or something like that. Mm. And it would still okay. be a non-English film, so. but maybe yeah, Well, I've never thought about it, but, you know, there you go. okay, I'll, I'll shut There's my mouth. something to think about. Yeah. Um, best animated feature film was Brave. Oh no! Um, but when that's only Paranorman should have won that. I'm but, sorry. And that's it. But there's only there's only got three nominations. That's as if those are all that matter. But and I, like I say, I, to be honest, I've I haven't watched all of Brave because I got so bored watching it that I turned it off. Yeah, I saw all of them. Um, Brave was standard, uh, Disney fair. Uh, you, if you took it as a um, Pixar's attempt at mm. a standard Disney movie, then it succeeded. But yeah. There's, there's old. It's not treading any new ground. Frank and Weenie is a rework of an older film, and it to me is padded. But it was well done. But it yeah. was a very padded film. Um, Paranorman was the only one that was visually different, uh, had an interesting story, and the only film that had like uh, witches, uh, magic, ghosts, and zombies in it. Yeah. Paranorman should have won that. Yeah, Sorry. and that's it. And I think I think maybe the, maybe the Pixar clout was what won. Well, for Brave, really, because it's it's Disney, it's Pixar, and there is and still they win everything. So, yeah. so there you go, and yeah. so it still won an award. And yeah, it's, it's it's a visually stunning film, but I didn't feel it went. Uh, it anyway. was it's it's not it's not regular Pixar fare, but um. Speaking of Disney Good and on. animation, um, I've seen Wreck It Ralph. Oh, so and was actually pretty impressed. Yeah, uh, yeah, as in like if we're saying that Brave was almost like. Um, Pixar's attempt at a Disney film and it was below par for Pixar okay for Disney Wreck-It Ralph is above par for Disney so so closer to a Pixar film uh, and that's the lines it. are blurred and that's it because I think that's the, that's going to be it now now that now it is Disney Pixar um, they're obviously going to be sharing some resources and whatever um, and yeah it's, it's definitely but it, what it seems to be doing is it seems to be bringing up Disney and bringing down Pixar um, seeing as we've got things like Finding Nemo two, and, and being yeah. being announced and Monsters, uh, Inc. Monsters yeah, whatever um, that's called, um, Monsters University, isn't it? And that uh, comes out this year. Um, so yeah, if we're all or we're all over the Pixar sequels. That's uh, exactly what we always wanted from Pixar. I think Pixar hit rock bottom with me. I think with Cars two, mm. Cars one was such a terrible film. See, I liked cars. Yeah, no, rubbish. Which is why, which I think is why this Johnny's talk is bringing it up. We were so talking about, we were though. talking about it in the pub last night, weren't we? Yes, we were talking about it in the yeah. pub last night. To me, 
Cars is it's cars with faces, and it's just the same old shit with the uh, the main character being on top form, and uh, and then he's got to learn to be you know, go. He goes out into the wild and meets people that are less fortunate than him, and he learns to be uh, humble, comes back and wins the day. Um, just just stereotypical trite mm. and then um the design is just cars with faces on it and I, I also don't understand the the area of picking cars as a subject matter for a movie because i know there are people out there that are big big car lovers but yeah. most people aren't that into cars that yeah. into cars so why make a film about cars well i think um, I, I didn't i like the the, the reason that the that the actually made cars though was um um it was oh what's his name that's going to really annoy me. The um, head of Pixar, or at least was the head of Pixar, um, he decided to that he wanted to do cars based on he like he he likes to go on road trips and um, see and like drive across America and and he got inspiration from doing that kind of thing and liked all of the old cars and right. and that and that's kind of where he got the idea from and went from from there. Um, so yeah, I can kind of see. He could have done a family traveling across John Lasseter. He could yeah. have done a, a film about a family traveling across America and in a van or something. Yeah. You know, that might have been interesting. But uh, I well, I just don't like cars, and the uh, sequel was even worse. Mm. So so yeah, that's that's kind of where where we are with with uh, with Pixar, and, and I know there is going to be obviously being, like I say, quite a lot of sequels um, out there. Um, Toy Story Four is still oh, supposedly happening. Uh, there was something that I read yesterday that said, oh. They're saying, oh, it's it, 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 it apparently come out that it's been confirmed. And they're saying, oh, no, it's not confirmed. But they're not out there saying, we are not making a Toy Story 4. But I think they... You'd they hope to... that Pixar would put their foot down and stand true to themselves and to, yeah. that, and to that franchise that basically birthed their studio yeah. and say, you know what, perhaps we're not going to drive this franchise into the freaking ground. Yeah, well, that's it. It just seems to be... Uh, Bit integrity. Well, I don't know really why. You'd hope not. got there, but um, yeah. So we've got Monsters University, um, and then it does. Sound, we're going to have a couple of different films come out. Like so, there is going to, from from what I hear, there is going to be a, a Finding Nemo two. Great. Um, so I'm not sure where they're going to go for that. Where's Where's Nemo going to get lost now, or whatever? Because if know. they call it Finding Nemo two. It's got to be about finding Nemo. Well, that's it. I wonder. I'm. I'm. I've got a feeling. Perhaps they'll do the role reversal. The we'll, we'll we'll go down the easy sequel route of Marlin gets lost, and Nemo has to go find his dad and save yeah, his that, dad that'd be from, great, yeah. from yeah. somewhere. Yeah. Uh, he'll get. He'll get. He'll get caught, and he'll get either put into an aquarium or something like that, and he needs to find his way to him or something like that. I don't know. So there we go. It's about, it's there we go. It's going. It's something that's supposedly going to be coming up. Um, but then we have got a couple of different. Um, apparently, there are going to be two or three different films after that. Um, one called The Good Dinosaur. Uh, one called uh, The Inside Out. And uh, then there's supposed to be one like a, a Mexican holiday one after that. But okay, it's whether it's whether any of these actually happen because there was going to be one that was called. Is it, is it called Newt? Or Newt. something like that, I think it was. And yeah, there was some, um, yeah, that'd be good. That would be good. But uh, yeah, so I, I think they were going to go ahead with something like that. But um, it got canned and they decided to go for a sequel instead of something else. Something and, easier. And that's yeah. the kind of thing, you know, it's like, the, these, are, they, are we going to get to a point where they just keep banging out DVDs instead of 
Yes, instead but... of a. Well, let's be fair. I mean, Disney are a a you know a, a company that love to you know promote their own crap and mm. put like uh, Mickey Mouse on anything, and you've yeah. you've made a a bit of a, a bit of a budget. You know, it's just everything. Even though if if you buy a DVD. Yeah, there's about nine different um, adverts for different DVDs and such before you can get to the actual menu screen. They're, they're, they do haul themselves out mm-hmm. quite rotten, to be fair. Yeah. So um, I think Pixar might be going down that route, and that will be a massive, massive shame. Yeah, it's kind of a shame. You kind of, I know that it's a bit. Once you are a studio, and once you're as big as that, it's not easy to quit while you're ahead. You can't. You can't just. It's not like when you make a TV series and, you, and it's. You, you do a couple of series and think now is time to stop before we get we get crap mm. but because where do you go from that um so they've got to keep bringing stuff out they can't just disappear but as but uh yeah i'm um i miss the uh the 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 heavy hitters the really big films and the brave films that they did not brave, brave was terrible yeah <laughs> bad choice of words so what was wreck it ralph like then oh yeah wreck it ralph yeah it was um I say you. I think um, when I watched it with Son, and she she thought it originally it was a a Pixar film. She was telling people that she was going to watch it, and it was going to she was going to watch the new Disney Pixar film. But it's not. Um, but that's the kind of that's so the blurring the lines so much that it looks like a Pixar film. It feels like a Pixar film. Right. Um, and um, the the animation is stunning. It's 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 top notch. It's really really good. And uh, um, basically, it is about. A guy, and he's kind of a, it reminds me a bit of like Donkey Kong, um, yeah. Um, and it's uh, he's got to um, he's the guy who destroys this building in this game, and uh, um, it's like the bad guy in the game, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, that's right. So, uh, so he has to destroy the uh, um, you have to stop him destroying the uh, uh, the building. Um, Fix It Felix is the one who's got to keep uh, fixing the windows and things, and it's all in the name, that's yeah. it. Fix It Felix, and uh, yeah, um. But it gets they have a an anniversary. Um, I think it's twentieth or thirtieth anniversary for the game, um, and because it's like an old arcade. That's it. Game, yeah. It? yeah. So it says like because it's in an arcade. Um, with so you, it, there's one bit where, it, um, it pulls back from the from the screen and goes through kind of back through the um the arcade and you see, different games come in and and some right. disappear and some some get there and until you've got like your um, I think there's like something I can't remember what the name of the game is. Something like it's like um, War of Duty or Gears of ah, Duty, that kind of thing. Right. So, so the new one, games. So yeah, and and it's it's very similar to to that kind of th- to the, to the kind of games that we get there now, where you stand in front of a big massive screen with a gun, um, rather than just having the big arcade box. And uh, at Wreck It Ralph, they have a, a like I think I think it's the, must be twentieth anniversary or thirtieth anniversary, like I say, and they um. Uh, he doesn't get invited along to the to the party in the building because he's uh, he's the bad guy. But isn't he but, a computer game character? Then? But that's it. He, it's he's a, he's a it's his, strange. Yeah, his it's his job and whatever. And they all and it's very close. It's very similar to Toy Story in the fact that well, like the first Toy Story where you realise that all this they 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 live their own little lives when right. just when they when you turn the machine off and whatever they're still all there. Um, and they're like Toy Story though exactly it's, it's very similar in that kind of sense um, but like you, I think uh, if anybody's seen the trailers and bits, you know, the thing that stands out is there's a 
like a, a bad guy um, convention where, or intervention. They all get together and they have a chat about being yeah, a like bad an alcohol guy. Anonymous yeah, sort that's of thing. it. And you've got like Zangaif and uh, <laughs> you've got Bowser and you've got like the ghosts from Pac Man and awesome. Yeah, and it's and it's and apparently that was like the most expensive part of the film, getting everything just, getting, to, just to pay for all these. Yeah. Um, yeah, Robotnik, Doctor Eggman's there. So yeah, they're all just talking about like being a bad guy. And it says just because you're a bad guy doesn't mean you're you're a bad guy. Kind of thing. So, right. so yeah, but but that's that's their role. So they have to. So the, the, although they find it hard, they've got to do it. And uh, Ralph doesn't really want to be in the in the game because he hates that yeah. no one appreciates him, and he's he's a really nice guy, and he just does bad things because that's what he's meant. He's told to do. So uh, he kind of decides that. Um, he wants a medal um, because Fix It Felix gets a medal um, every time he wins. Um, so he wants. So it's like, well, I do. I I I do all my part on the game. It wouldn't. It wouldn't be anything without me. So surely I should get a medal. And they all say, no, you can't have a medal. And so is this a film essentially about workers' equality? Maybe yeah. Yeah, it's pretty much sort of undercurrent there. Yeah. Deep. It is deep. Yeah, for a Disney film. Nice. Yeah, but it's it's really it's really clever, um, just to have um, it's 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 I say it's quite it's similar to Toy Story in that kind of sense that um, all these things go off in the background um, when we're not watching. There's right it's all there, but um, I say it is it's it's seeing it from a like I said the bad guy's point of view where everybody's kind of like thinks oh he's bad so we can't we can't talk to him or play with him and stuff. Um, even down to like the designs of the characters are amazing. Is it like the, everybody in um, in the uh, Wreck It Ralph game? Mm. Um, they don't they don't move smoothly. They they like kind of got like a jerky kind of movement. Okay. Um, so it does look like they're um, like they're from an older game. Right. So even little little nods like that. Just yeah. um, and then when you go with the um, when the game closes, they they kind of you see them go down the plug. And down the down the uh, the power line, and then like everybody meets up in like a central station kind of thing, where everybody then goes back to the games or to other games and meet up and whatever. So, so yeah, that's they, so that's it, how they all kind of interact, and they can go. They're not supposed to go into each other's games, but oh obviously, what the graphics board? Yeah, that's it. Ralph decides to go into one of the other games because he can get a uh, uh, he can get a, a medal in this. Uh, this particular game and that's what he wants that's what the whole yeah, plot of wants, the film is he wants, he wants, a medal. wants a medal but um, just wants to be loved but it, but in, in attempting to get this medal um, from like this Call of Duty type game um, he inadvertently brings back um, like this weird little monster egg thing and um, right it kind of like infects the other games and stuff so okay and then he's got a Everybody does it. Then he's yeah. got to fix it. <laughs> so that's, that's it. He's got. He's so he's he's caused the problem now, and everybody hates him because this is what's happening. And it's destroying the arcade and the games and stuff. So he has to kind of fix it. Right. So yeah. So good film then. So yeah, it is that. It's it's, it's a sounds a bit psychedelic to me. But yeah, but it is. It's a it's a it's a good film. It's it's. I say it's 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 not. We're not. We're not. It, it's for, no Toy Story. Not, or, uh, but but for cars. A, but I'd say for a, but, for a Disney film, um, it's it's up there with, it's up there with the lower end of Pixar kind of thing. So it would get away with being a Pixar type film, right? Um. So yeah, it's but it, it's good. It's uh, so. Yeah. Which, which would you rather? 
what? Brave or Ralph? Ralph. 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 Ralph and it. I definitely want to. Yeah, I'm, I'm definitely. I'm gonna go see it with the with the lady at some point. Yeah. Down the road. So yeah, that's some. It's definitely something to uh, to go and watch. So yeah, it's it's a fun film. I think a lot of people were. Uh, well, I want to go see it basically from, from when you when we saw the uh, the bad guys all in a in a room together. Oh, as soon as you see M Bison sat down yeah. in a chair next to Eggman, you you just know you're gonna go see that. Film. And that's it. You know, it's one of those things where it's like, how did they manage to get all these people together? So yeah, and it it works really well. So it's definitely worth going to watch. Um, so it's 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 very good for a for a Disney film. Do you see any of the good characters like Mario or Sonic? Yeah, you see or... Sonic. Yeah, Sonic. Oh, Sonic's there. So yeah. um, yeah, he's uh, he's on like billboards and stuff. And I I just recently was on YouTube a couple of days ago actually, and I saw um a fan film, a short fan film. It was about fifteen minutes long, called mm. Sonic the Hedgehog, and it's got like um. You know, real real actors playing Eggman and and just citizens of of the Sonic world, and then you've yeah. got like a digital, um, CGI Sonic. Uh, it's quite good. Yeah. So if you're a Sonic fan, look it up. Sonic the Hedgehog movie, I think it's called nice. on YouTube. So there you go. That's what yeah. Mike watch. <coughs> Excuse me. That's my review. So it's your turn again, though. So yeah. So there we go. So that. <laughs> so yeah, it was a good. It, it was definitely a good film and definitely something worth going to watch. Nice one. Yeah, I'm definitely gonna go check it out. Um film I saw Ben just recently mm. Hitchcock oh yeah of course yeah just because there's a rude word in there <laughs> Hitch Hitch yeah, yeah. dirty Ugh, terrible word terrible. yeah this is basically it's the um, it's the, the Alfred Hitchcock if you don't know who Alfred Hitchcock is you need to go and uh, take some pills yeah there's something seriously wrong seriously with wrong with you Alfred Hitchcock world famous director um, he did Psycho did The Birds yeah. Vertigo uh, North by Northwest some of the greatest movies ever mm. Um, still waiting for my Blu-ray box set then. Oh, you're still waiting. Seventy pounds. Wow. But you practically get every film you ever made mm. in this box set, along with a large complement of documentaries. Nice one. So I'm really looking forward to getting into that. But yeah, and we've got to do maybe a show on on Alfred Hitchcock at some point. He he deserves it. I think every film podcast has to do one at some point. But anyway, yeah, Hitchcock. Um, bit of a story rundown here. Uh, in 1959, Alfred Hitchcock and his wife Alma, brilliant. Nice. Brilliant name. Yeah. yeah. But who is she played by? Uh, that woman. Helen Mirren, right? Helen Mirren. Oh, I love Helen Mirren. You're a fan of Helen Mirren, aren't you? Yeah, well, yeah. I think it's nice that you would talk about a woman that you like on this show as opposed to men. Oh, yeah. So, so there we go. So it's either Hugh Jackman yeah. or Helen Mirren. What happens if they were both in, in like a sauna? Oh, you just happened to walk in and there they were. I don't know. I think, yeah. I think I'd just explode. Uh, wife Alma are at the top of their creative game uh, as filmmakers amid disquieting in in uh, insinuations. Insinuations, yeah. Can't there read. we go. Uh, I'll start again. Yeah. In 1959, Alfred Hitchcock and his wife Alma are at the top of their creative game as filmmakers amid disquieting insinuations about it being time to retire. Um, because like getting into the 60s Alfred Hitchcock mm. is probably like in his 60s at that point um, and, and the, the brilliant thing about Alfred Hitchcock Ben is that he's had such a varied career that he actually started making films before sound came in and you can find really really old black and white silent yeah. film Alfred Hitchcock movies and, and a lot of people aren't aware of that you know I mean he's prolific in the 50s and 60s and they're, they're the films we all know Yeah. but um, yeah I mean just go back through his, his, his early work and it's it's incredible, and it's head and shoulders above the rest of all the other kind of filmmakers that were making films at this time. But anyway, um, 
so yeah, uh, people are saying it's time to retire. Uh, to recapture his youth, youthful artistic daring, Alfred decides his next film will be the adaptation of a lurid horror n- novel, Ben. Can you guess which one? Psycho. That's right. Yeah, yeah this whole film cent- uh, centres around his um, attempt to get Psycho made into a movie. And at that point, um, I mean, he had a long-standing relationship with Paramount Pictures, but um, the, um, I mean, you know, you're talking the late 50s, 1959, yeah. getting into the 60s, um, you know, and making a movie about a serial killer with, uh, you know, mother issues, to say the least. And there's a lot of sexual innuendo in there and incest and all yeah. sorts of great stuff. You, you People love it out there. Um, but this, you know, Psycho started the serial killer movie before Halloween, you know, before Saw. You want to watch a real serial killer movie. You yeah. go watch Psycho first and then you go on from there. Yeah. And it's all based around the real life serial killer, Ed Gein. Uh, you know Ed Gein, man? No. Yeah, world famous. He, he made um, a, a suit out of, uh, a woman's suit out of women, women's skin. Uh, he did like lampshades with human flesh. He kept Eesh. a necklace of vaginas. Um, he had serious mummy issues, and he kept the body of his mum in the house as well, and looked after her and stuff, just like in Psycho. Wowzers. Yeah, but anyway, yeah. So um, the studio don't want to make the movie, so he's got to finance, remortgage his home to get this film made because mm. it was an independent made film, you know. And um, it just talks about um, because his partner Albo, his, his wife and partner, creative mm. partner. She produced a lot of his films. She wrote a lot of his films, etc. But obviously, she was under the uh, his his you know under in his shadow all the time and, and yeah. things like that. And this is like real life documented, you know, sort of stuff in their private life. So it was never it was never a easy time living with Alfred Hitchcock, apparently. But and so it just talks a lot about um, their personal lives. It's more of a it's more of a love story really yeah. about those two and just what they what they went through to get through to Psycho. Um, you know, coming close to getting divorced, et cetera, et cetera. Um, going through sort of violent uh, affairs and things like this. Uh, all kinds of nice stuff. A bit of a womanizer, Alfred Hitchcock. Was known to drill holes into the women's uh, dressing rooms. Wow. Yeah. What a guy. But uh, yeah. Anyway, so it just goes on through there. And um, all through the film, he, he starts to feel that his wife's having an affair with another man. And um, as he's burying himself in his work and it drives him up the wall. Uh, almost literally and um, he starts to see visions of Ed Gein giving him advice and because it was reported that Alfred Hitchcock during the making of Psycho did start to become a bit too involved in the literature the book yeah, uh, and, and the case files and um, got a bit intense with uh, certain actresses on set um, throwing knives around and trying to scare them and things like that <laughs> and doing all kinds of crazy stuff just because he was going through quite a traumatic time at home this is all based on like um home materials and things so it's it's more of a marital drama really um yeah. and then j- it just goes through the the whole process of making psycho from beginning to end and then you know they come together at the end and it's a happy couple you know Good on you. the red carpet <laughs> yeah but it was brilliant because <clears throat> Alfred Hitchcock had all these rules about the filmmaking that you um you weren't allowed they had to sign gagging orders when you went to see the film yeah life insurance policies was often done um you couldn't get into the theater once the film had started Right. Yeah. And like, obviously the nudity, um, the knife penetration, even though you don't see anything, it's yeah. implied. Um, the, the subject matter alone, uh, the fact that he killed the main star off within the first like 15, 20 minutes of the movie. Mm. That had never been done <clears> before. <throat> no. um, and the biggest taboo of all, <clears throat> the biggest taboo of all, Ben. Yeah. Showing a toilet. 
really? on, t- on, on a live screen. Wow. That was a no-no. You can show a guy living with his dead mother, <laughs> dressing up as a woman and killing women. But a toilet. But a toilet in the in the 1950s, America was not allowed. Um, yeah, and you know, Anthony Hopkins playing Albert Hit, Albert Hit. Oh yeah, 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 playing him, um, <clears throat> and like in a full bodysuit. Yeah, he does. He looks uh, pretty and he looks impressive. incredible. It looks mm. just like him. And if you see pictures mm. of Albert Hitchcock and his wife, they do look just like. The, the casting's brilliant. Yeah. Um, what's his name? Uh, yeah, the guy that played Anthony Perkins, uh, James Decay. Yeah. Um, DeCarcy? Darcy. Darcy? Darcy. DRC? D. D-R-C, that's how it's spelled. The D is silent. The D is silent. <laughs> um, he looks just like uh, Anthony Perkins. <clears throat> yeah, brilliant. Brilliant casting and a brilliant movie. Yeah. Yeah, I really, really enjoyed it. And even if you're not a fan of Hitchcock or anything, you can just enjoy it on that level. Yeah. As, as just like a sort of personal family drama. Um, but it's got there's a lot of laughs, you know, and there's a lot of um, cliche references. Mm. And Alfred Hitchcock he actually introduces the film to the audience. He breaks the fourth wall and talks right. about the film, and then he, he leaves off at the end. Um, yeah. I like that. I like yeah. it when you get those kind of nods. It was brilliant. It was really fun to see, and yeah. um, it's a shame that you, um, um, mention on the old Baftas or anything like that. Anthony Hopkins. Yeah, mm. it's a shame. Cause I wonder I think if it was too late. Yeah, I think it must have been. He must have yeah. missed the boat. It's a shame because he did such an amazing job. Just the mm. mannerisms and the voice alone. Fantastic. Yeah. Absolutely incredible. So definitely worth a watch then? I think so. Cool. I will get out there and watch it. Yeah. My girlfriend enjoyed it. Did she? Yeah, she's not a big Hitchcock fan or anything like that. No. So um, if you she can enjoy so it, anybody that, can enjoy so, it. So you don't have to know about it to, to go and watch it? That's right, Ben. Cool. So yeah, go and watch it. I, love it. I want to go see it again. Oh, cool. I just wanted to watch Hitchcock movies when I left though. When I left yeah. the theatre, I just wanted to go straight and watch uh, Psycho. But um, I haven't got I haven't got anything on DVD, and I'm waiting for the Blu-ray box from Amazon. Come on, come Amazon. on, Amazon! Hurry up! Yeah. Sick of you. I'm sick of them. I went to see another film this week. Go on, hit I me, baby. To, I went to see uh, This Is Forty, which is the sort of sequel to Knocked Up, which is one of my all-time favorite films. Don't pull that face. She's quite an attractive lady. Oh, she's a very attractive lady. Leslie Mann, we're talking about. Who is married to... Who is uh, not a man. <clears throat> no, no she's not. The she's definitely not a man. Uh, she's married to uh, Judd Apatow, who is the director. Nice. Yeah. And, her, and their kids... How'd she get that role? Film. Well, maybe... I don't know. Maybe maybe she uh, auditioned for it. Sure she did. <laughs> well, you we poor naive man. I'm not saying what kind of audition she went through. But, um, Good lord! Yeah, so she's in it, and um, and their kids are, are both in it. But they were, but they were both in um, uh, knocked up. And this is the story of um, uh, Pete and Debbie, who are the uh, the other couple, aren't they? The other up. couple, yeah, in knocked up. Who gives a shit about those two characters? Because though? they were really, really funny. Were they funny? It's, yeah, it's been a while. I've not watched the movie. Not because they were really funny. Just because they have this really dysfunctional relationship kind of thing. And this is about how they both they're both going to be they both turn forty within a, 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 a week of each other and this is how is the kind of like what happens when you're turning 40 and, and life is changing and she grow another arm she doesn't no oh, no interesting but uh, yeah they just like it's about them not really appreciating appreciating each other enough and um, which you kind of got a hint of in the in, in knocked up and and how they, everything's just a bit too comfortable and they need to do things for each other and um it's it's a long film. Like, I don't know if you saw Funny People. 
um, which no. was the other Judd Apatow film, or what the other, the last one, I think it was the last one he did, um, and that was about that had Adam Sandler in it when he was dying of cancer, and then halfway through he doesn't get he gets cured or uh, and uh, whatever. But it's a, it's a long film. That was like two hours and twenty odd minutes, and Jesus. this film, I think, is pretty much the same. Um, it's two hours and fourteen minutes. Uh, which is a long, which is a long time for like a, a kind of rom com kind of kind of film because it is a, it is a comedy. It is it's um, hey, but there's a lot of swearing in it. No, it's quite good. Um, but but to be honest, there are times when it's just shouting. They just shout at each other like a lot. Like they're really horrible to each other. Okay. Yeah, and it's and it's quite hard to watch at times because not. Not in a in a way like oh that's really horrible, but as in like it's just a bit awkward. It's like watching your own parents like arguing out. You're like, that's the thing about these films. I always think it's just like you know these films about couples not doing very well or going through a rough patch. It's like when you've been with somebody for a long time in real life, you go through rough patches. So why do I want to go watch a film about people going through a rough patch? Yeah, I don't. Maybe it's to uh, maybe it's to it's 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 affirming because you know that you're not the only people that have that have fights and arguments and stuff, and you know you're going to come out with it all right at the other end. I wouldn't argue with that woman if. if oh no, definitely that, not. But she's. But to be honest, I don't think a lot of the time he doesn't want to argue with her. She's just a bit of a bitch. That's the trouble. Women. Yeah. Yeah. All of them. Well, so, well that's that's alienated at least half the listeners. Yeah. All you two women out there. Yeah. That listen to us. One's my girlfriend, one's your wife. Yeah. Good lord, we're in trouble, aren't we? Serious trouble. So, uh, good yeah. film then. But or... it is, it is, a, it is a good film. I uh, say so again, it, this is one where it's just, it's just silly and throwaway, and you don't really need to watch, you don't need to be paying too much attention. It's not even going to miss anything that's going off. But I really like Judd Apatow. I think he does some really funny stuff, and I think that um, uh, Leslie Mann's really funny anyway because she's really hot. And Paul Rudd, I think, is brilliant. <laughs> she's really funny because she's really hot. Yeah, and she's really angry a lot of the time, and she's always like. Why is she so off. angry then? What's up? What's wrong? What's the main problem in the relationship? You have to square it down to a single thing. Um, as I get, like I said, they don't really appreciate each other enough. That's the like, trouble. They don't, they don't make the time. They they they've got the kids and got the things, and and he's he's quit his job that he had to make his own record label. And it's not going particularly well. So she's worrying about money, and and he's trying to like keep it from her and stuff. And just just, it's, it's a lack of communication. That's right. That's what we can learn. Yeah. We can learn life lessons from these movies. That's it. But it, it, they're good films. I, I do. I, I say, Knocked Up is one of my all-time favorite films. Jesus, Ben. Ah, oh, what? Seriously, liking yeah. it, liking it is one thing. But saying it's one of my all-time favorite it films. It is. It is. It's one of my all-time favorite films. Okay, then. Yeah, I watched it. I remember watching it a lot before we had like before we had Phoebe. Not not because like I know because he smokes a lot of weed and I don't do that. And I yeah. definitely didn't knock Son up by mistake in a club or whatever. So, um, yeah, yeah. So I can't say I can't say I completely relate to the film. I just think it's really funny. Okay. So yeah, there we go. Well, we're all like, we're all entitled to our own opinions. Yeah. So um, so that's this is forty. Um, it came out um for Valentine's Day over here. Um, um, which yeah, to be Did honest, you... it's a bit of a weird, it's a bit of a weird time for it to come. That's out. what I mean, yeah. Strange. Um, because like I say it is just them um, arguing, arguing for a lot of it, um, but it is it is very funny. And um, I think you're supposed to come out with your with your partner and go, "Honey, let's never fight like those two on that big." Yeah, telly. I think that must be the point. So just, uh, you, you end up loving each other more. Yeah. What did you do for Valentine's Day? Did you go see this film? No. 
Good. Good yeah. man. For Valentine's Day, had a takeaway. Nice. Yeah. yeah. But we went and went away for the weekend. Ah. Yeah. Sexy. Dirty weekend. Oh. Brilliant. Yeah, I watched Come Dine With Me in the bath. It's a TV in the bath. It was amazing. And then I got out and I put on a, uh, a dressing gown. Why are you watching Come Dine With Me? Because it was on TV. You're not that old, then. Hey. My parents watched Come Dine With Me. My grandparents watched Come Dine With Me. Yeah, you, don't you watch Emmerdale? I don't watch any of that crap. Yeah. I don't watch You television. know what's going off, though. No. No, it's Coronation Street, you know what's going on. No. One of them you know what's going on. I don't know anything about yeah, that nonsense. Anyway, anyway, we're we're uh, this that was uh, that was a scene, everybody. That was that was our version of This Is yeah. Forty. But the uh, from a very midland perspective. There we go. We're hey, just gonna hey, throw that. We're gonna bring time. it back. Yeah. So yeah, that's This Is Forty. It's it's fun, um it's a bit long and if you can put up with people shouting for most of a couple of hours then it's it's worth going to watch. If you can't don't. I bet the German uh, alternate language <clears throat> in that film would be oh, hilarious yeah. to watch. Oh, uh, and I saw both of us kind of look at each other, think like, "Who's gonna do? Who's gonna do who's it? Who's gonna do the accent? Who's gonna do it?" And uh, it's not, not going. It's not going to be me. It's not going to be this soldier. So, uh, so yeah, well, well, you you just have to imagine it, kids. Right, moving on then. Yes, um, I please. watched. <laughs> I was <laughs> talking about Valentine's Day. I was around my girlfriend's house the other, the other night. Then, oh yeah, um, I cooked her a curry from scratch. Oh, very nice. Yeah. Very nice. I'm taking I, did some, your I, say, I did something very similar. I said someone else cooked it from scratch and yeah. delivered it to my house. <laughs> Beautiful. Um, so we did that, and then we put it on the telly, and, mm. we, and we just happened to put on this film on. Have you ever seen a film, Ben, called The White Ribbon from 2009? Um, no. It's a German movie. As you do, yep. So um, I'm going to give you a short synopsis, and I'm going to talk to you about what happens in this movie then. Cool. Strange events happen in a small village in the north of Germany during the years just before World War One, which seem to be uh, ritual punishments. Hmm. The abused and suppressed children of the villagers seem to be at their heart. Uh, seem to be at the heart of this strange mystery. Ooh. Ooh. You won't know anybody in this film. Okay. It's all German uh, cast and actors. Uh, director Michael Haneke. Haneke. Oh, yeah. Um. And and a host of other people. The thing is, um, it's a black and white film. Yeah. Obviously, pre World War One. It's about a small village, um, you know, very by the book, keep themselves themselves. Yeah. Um, they're run by the uh, the pastor of the uh, of the village in the church, very God fearing people. Um, there's a school teacher who's very nice and caring and uh, liberal. Um, there is what else? There's a town doctor, um, and every single person in this village is evil, <laughs> awful, <laughs> horrible people. Okay. The doctor is there's there's a man abusing his his teenage daughter sexually, um, mm. so that that's that. There's a baroness and a baron, and the baroness is cheating on her husband. Um, who else is doing what to whom? The um, <laughs> the priest is old school, uh, you know, uh, Old Testament wrath of God. Beats yeah. the children with sticks, um, ties them down in their beds to stop them from masturbating, um, abuses their older daughter. Um, the doctor has an affair with his housemaid, who's an older woman and quite ugly, and then is so 
utterly destructively evil to this woman. It's unbelievable. Yeah. There's one scene where, um, because this, this, for some reason, these strange events happen that um, the doctor's riding back into town on on his horse and cart, and somebody puts a, a trip wire in front of the horse and trips yeah. the the horse up, and the um, the doctor has to go to hospital. He's very badly hurt, and he's away for a long time, and he has a son. So the housemaid is looking after the um, looking after the son in his absence. Um, and there's another instance where the Baron, who's obviously living in a big mansion overseeing the uh, the town, yeah, um, is his son is kidnapped, and then is found in a in a um, I think in a chapel tied upside down and has been beaten severely and had his eyes poked out. Okay. Yeah, it's very very weird film, very dark. Um, like I said, there's a there's a sexual abuse scene which is quite hard to see and sit through. Um, where a younger brother comes upon the scene walking into a bedroom accidentally. That's nice. Um, what else? There's a brilliant scene where the pastor's son has been caught masturbating in bed and he berates him um, and sort of... It's the way he, this 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 evil goddamn vicar stares at this boy and just slowly starts to tell him a story about a, a, another boy who used to do things that he shouldn't be doing and uh, got to cancer and his hair fell out and his uh, eyeballs bled and all this sort of stuff, making this little boy cry and then, get, you know, gradually getting him to confess to uh, to masturbating. And the, it's just so, he just vigorously goes at this this poor little boy. It's quite a scene, quite a scene. Um, what else happens? I'm losing track of things that I've said. It, yeah. It's it's very... So it, was a, it was obviously a very happy Valentine's Day for you. <laughs> <clears throat> I didn't Happy know... Valentine's Day, darling. I've made you a curry, and we're going to watch this terrible, horrible German film. The doctor comes back, and um, the the old woman's giving him a a, a blowjob. As you do. Yeah, and as soon as she's finished with the blowjob, he tells her to basically fuck off away and go kill herself. And then she's like, I don't understand. Why are you being this way? She's like, I just think you're an awful person. It's like you're ugly, you're fat, your, your breath stinks. I don't like you. I don't want you around. I think you're boring. It's like, and if you want to borrow my pistol on the way out, you can go kill yourself that way. But try and do it in a more a way that's more sort of uh, painful because you're just an awful piece of trash, basically. Wow. So she's like crying. And um, he just goes on to berate her and then kicks her out of the house. Okay. What, what, what was this film called? So I can never, ever look for it, just so I know to avoid it. <laughs> the White Ribbon. Jesus, The White Ribbon. And the kids thing is, out there, wow! The only positive person is the teacher, who is like I say, this very liberal guy, and he's trying. He's chasing after uh, one of the baroness's housemaids and, yeah. and tries to get married to her and all this such thing, courting her basically. Um, goes through that, and then he starts to uncover the truth. He starts to link these events together. These mm. little strangers. There's another event where um, I think it's uh, one of the villagers' wives gets killed in a barn, um, just randomly for some reason, and then you piece together that. Um, Spoiler alert! I'm just spoil the sort of end of the film. That it's it's a group of the children that is doing all this. It's the it's the um, pastor's older, older, uh, older daughter. It's it's the doctor's son. It's and it's a couple of other the kids. You know, some yeah. of the main children that are being abused and 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 this thing and the other, and they're just doing these these things out of out of uh, vengeance basically. And um, but it's only sort of drifted towards that. And there's a confrontation between the pastor and the teacher at the end. The argument comes to a close. The pastor doesn't believe him. I don't believe you. Get out of the church. No, you're not welcome here anymore. Yep. He walks out of the church, and that's the end of the movie. 
Holy crap. You never find out if he gets married to the girl. You never find out what happens to the children. It's never explicitly stated that it is the children. It's just pointed towards the fact it's the children. So it could not, it could very well not be the children, but we don't know. Um, it's okay. a very surrealist, dark, gritty mystery that isn't solved at the end. Yeah. It's very frustrating. Some of the scenes are, they just turn your stomach cold. And. But you kind of, it's one of those films where you can't take your eyes off the screen at the same time. Yeah. It's a rough go, though. It's yeah, a it rough, rough like go. It. And I, my girlfriend fell asleep on me when, when we were on the settee because it was, it was on quite, quite late. And I just sort of kept watching it because I was, it, it started, the, the mystery started to build. Yeah. So you get into it, but you have to go through all these awful scenes to get to the mystery to carry on a bit further. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And then there's another awful thing, and then there's another bit of the mystery, etc. But then you get to the end, and it's just alluded to. And then the film just ends on a blackout. He, he leaves the chapel, he leaves the priest after the confrontation, the, and just walks off into the sunset. That's it. End. Very frustrating. I don't know. I, it's well shot. The, the acting's incredible. <laughs> The scenes, like I say, are <coughs> stunning to yeah. watch. Past that, I can't say a good thing. I can't say it's a good film. Mm. It's just an odd film. Very, yeah. very odd film. That's The White Ribbon, if you're, if you're interested, 2009. Yeah. And that just happened to be on telly. Mm -hmm. We just happened to watch it. Because so. it? It, like, it gripped me, but then yeah. it, it just didn't give you anything at the end. So you felt like you'd been put through all those awful scenes for nothing. But there you go. Hmm. I might not watch that one. This happens a lot, doesn't it? Where I, I see one of these kind of films and you don't, then you're just left not wanting to watch that film. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. That's why I that's why I watch things like This Is Forty. I I do things right. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Go watch this film and don't watch this film about horrible things happening to people. That's uh, right. Do you like mine? Nice. Yeah. Ooh. Oh. Are we nearly? Uh, are we nearly at the end of the show then? I think we are. Should we do a blood bag for the listeners? Oh, John, I love blood bag, and we've not had one for a while. We have not indeed. And I love the blood bag. So yeah, let's have a blood bag. In we go. Well, hey, here we are. Back in the blood bag. Back in the blood bag. It's getting smaller in here with all the corpses and dead bodies. Why are we singing that? I don't know. I don't know. Do, do I dream to dream again? I dreamed a dream of time for the, the, the bit that does it for me when John sings that is, <clears> is he gets the uh, the CG tears rolling down his face as well. I thought you said they were real tears. Hey, you need CG tears. I, I do need CG tears. I can't act for... Uh, or cry. For nothing. Right. Um, I'm going to take us to Japan then. Yeah, you are. Um, a film I bought on, on DVD uh, from Blockbuster before it closes. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, I paid about, uh, I think, £2. It's a film called Shock Labyrinth. Shock or Labyrinth. Or The Shock Labyrinth 3D, but it wasn't in 3D. All oh, right. Uh, from 2009, it's a Japanese horror film by one Takashi Shimizu. Oh, yeah. Um, let me read you this synopsis that's <laughs> as written on IMDb. A group of teenagers take a sick to a hospital only to find out it is a horrific labyrinth. I know exactly what's going off just from that one perfectly written sentence. This film's an odd one, Ben. Yeah. Very strange. Well, most Japanese horror films are. Yeah, most things you watch are. 
most films that I watch are weird, yeah, weird, films, weird yeah. gritty, horrible movies. Yeah, it's true. <clears throat> I'm a dark soul. Um, but this is like a sort of, it's like, it's like an anime. It's like a live action anime film. Yeah. It's very uh, cardboard cut out. The characters are very bold and flamboyant and very obvious and mm. um, very reactionary and very loud, especially yeah. Japanese kind of young teenage girls. They're very squeaky and loud and, you know, shrieky. Um <laughs> <laughs> and it's also it's like that cross between um, the the Silent Hill movie. Oh yeah, it, that's the kind of feel of the film. It, it it tries to make out that it's a very scary, deep, dark film, and mm. then it just ends up failing on on that level as well. Um, the first ten fifteen minutes are quite um, quite dark, quite realistic, mm. and quite um, quite straightforward. Down, you know, yeah. it's just it's it's what it is. It's on the tone. The acting's very subdued. Um, not a lot happens. Very quiet. And basically, it's like there's there's three friends in a flat, two boys and a blind girl, and they're all like you know mid twenties, late twenties, and um, and this that and the other. And then um, there's a bit of a flashback, and they're talking about um, what that what had happened in the past. And we go to a flashback of um, these five friends, um, two of which uh, three of which are the people that are in the flat at the minute. And then there's a younger girl and her older sister, right. and they're all hanging around in this fairground. And then they all decide to go to this abandoned uh, fairground uh, sort of horror house. And they go in this horror house and um, they're running around playing hide and seek, as you do. We, yeah. We've all done that. And um, one of the boys with the blind girl, the main boy, and the blind girl hide in a cupboard. And just in front of the cupboard is like a rail, a, a banister that, yeah. that is like a sheer drop down a stairwell. And the, the girl with the younger sister come along and the boy jumps out and scares the older girl and she flies straight over the banister bin. You couldn't, okay. you, you couldn't have timed a scare worse. <laughs> and she flies right over the banister. Bear in mind, she's like a little girl now. Yeah. Um, and she's hanging on for dear life. The boy's so shocked that he doesn't move. Obviously, the blind girl's blind. She can't really help. Nope. And then the little sister's a lot smaller than them. She's about five. They're about eight. Yeah. Um, so she's just stood there scared. And then the girl lets go and she falls to her death. All right. Yeah. And we see this flashback many times throughout the film. Um and then we and then we, we come back to the present day and there's a knock at the door. Mm. No, sorry. The two guys leave first. They have to go somewhere and get groceries or something. So they leave the blind girl by herself. Then there's a knock at the door. Very yeah. scary. Ooh. <clears throat> Very well it? built up. This is quite mm. it's quite freaky. It's getting a bit kind of ringoish. Yeah. Ringoish, that's a good word. I like it. Yeah, very creepy. This the, you hear the slow um, footsteps coming towards the door, the nails on the door. Yeah. There's there's some weird freaky girl out there, freaky, freaky Jap girl. Ooh. And um the, this this quiet whispering through the door, help me, let me in, let me in. Obviously this girl's blind, she doesn't know what's happening, blah blah yeah. And she opens the door, oh my god, it's you, it's bloody blah, blah, that Japanese named girl who died back when we were eight years old in the horror. Oh house. crap. So she's back. She's back from nowhere. Yeah. Um, she comes back in. The, the two guys come back. Oh, my God. Um, the power cuts out. The girl freaks out, runs around. They subdue her. They put her in a van. They drive her to her mother's house and to, to show the sister and mother that she's alive. Yeah. Um, but during this time, the mother's gone mental and she still thinks she can see um, the, the baby daughter running around the house, even though she's been missing all these years. The oldest, the 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 younger sister doesn't want to know. That's not my sister. This is a, some sick joke. I don't yeah. believe it. At this point, the um, the girl then sort of stands up, screams, and then falls down some stairs. Okay. Yeah, very Monty Python esque. Oh yeah. Yeah, very good. <laughs> it's a good role. 
Um, so what do you do in that situation, Ben? Um, panic. And then? Run away. Uh, okay. Well, they pick her up and take her to the hospital. Oh, I wouldn't have done that. No, yeah. No. They leave, they leave the, the leave obviously mentally disabled <clears throat> mother by herself because the young sister comes along. So you've got the two boys, <clears throat> the younger sister, uh, the blind girl, and this conked out girl from the past who was dead but now he's come back yeah um and like i say they're all they're all older now they drive to the hospital mm-hmm. getting they walk into the hospital into the foyer there is nobody there at all absolutely empty main city hospital in, yeah. in somewhere in Japan. absolutely empty now my thought was driving up to the hospital you would know that the hospital was like completely deserted yeah you think if so. it was completely deserted you'd yeah. notice straight away wouldn't like you? the car park could be empty yeah and you know there's big glass windows and things in in hospitals you don't just walk straight in i no. mean you don't go in blind no you don't but anyway they decide to carry on through they get into this into this huge intersection and in the middle of the room is like some benches they sit the girl down the two boys then wander off down a corridor that's all dark oh. and shadowy which you would yeah. The um the younger sister and the blind girl are left with the with the conked out girl. They're just talking happily away. The girl is laid on a bench behind them, so they can't see her. She sits up and goes wandering off under the corridor. Oh. They turn round. Oh my god. Where's she gone? Where's she gone? And and it's very mangary at this point. Yeah. It's like, oh my god! Where is she? Let's go find her. And then they run off. Then they bump into the two guys, jump scare. Yeah. So they're all back together now. Then all the shutters shut down. So they're trapped in this corridor. Yeah. The two boys are on one side. The girls are on the other side. Everybody gets split up. Then the girl starts to comes back as a ghost and starts killing them one by one. Oh. What I didn't understand about this film yeah. then <clears throat> is that I don't understand why the ghost needed to kill these people who were her friends. And yeah. it was just an accident when they were all little. I mean, they were about eight years old, something like yeah. that. The girl, to be fair, the girl was one of the girls was blind. She couldn't yeah. have done much to help. The other girl was a lot younger because she's the younger sister. She'd have been about five. Yeah, it's a five-year-old girl. The one of the blokes wasn't even there. He was in. He was <laughs> hiding somewhere else. He wasn't even there. And then you've got the main guy. One by one, all these characters get killed. The yeah. first one to get killed is the sister. That's a bit harsh. Do you want to know how she gets killed, Ben? Yes. She's wandering down a corridor by herself. This teddy bear comes floating in front of her. It starts to rain. Then the the, the older ghost sister comes out of the teddy bear, touches her on the head, and she dies. Then, at this point, all the rain's frozen in midair, and then it starts to rainfall again. Oh. Ask me why it rained. Why did it rain? No idea. Ask me why there was a teddy bear. <laughs> why was there a teddy know. bear? Don't know, Ben. <laughs> Another great scene. You know, I told you the girl died by um, falling over the banister. Yeah. Um, the blind girl gets killed because she ends up going down into that ban- into into that um, the dark sort of pit at the bottom yeah. of the stairs. Um, she gets there. She looks up. And the girl falls on her. <laughs> That's so the she's way to go. Broken her back. <clears throat> blood's coming out of her mouth and eyes. Yeah. She's in pain. The girl then gets off of her. The ghost girl and goes back up the stairs, and comes back down again. <laughs> Literally like. Over and over and over again. That's how she was killed. Right. Don't know why. The guy to the the only person that survives this onslaught is the main guy who actually caused the woman to go over the banister. That's a bit weird, isn't it? Yeah. So it goes through all this weird 
Japanese ghost death stuff. It's all yeah. it's all weird imagery and it's all horribly done. It's all very anime-ish, over-the-top uh, CG. Yeah. Dead, dead weird. Um, and then at the end of the film, um, the guy is left alive on the floor on the floor the police bust in oh my god this is this guy surrounded by dead dead people you mm-hmm. know take him into custody obviously now he's in the interview room you know what happened it was the it was the ghost girl she did it she did it oh, oh. this guy's obviously crazy um because there's something you don't know young man what's that the girl from all those years ago she never died she's in the hospital in a coma come look and no and it, and Decided they decided never not, to tell these yeah, kids at any point. Decided not to tell anybody, <clears throat> including the mother who has now gone crazy because of the right. loss of, of the daughter. Not and the sibling they didn't tell. None of the friends that knew at all. Right. Uh I don't know why. They decided the police decided to keep her in hospital away from everybody and everything. Oh. Okay. And that's that's shock that's the shock labyrinth film. Hmm. Yeah. It's not well done shock either. Labyrinth. The effects are terrible. They're very cartoonish. Yeah. Yeah. It's like it couldn't decide whether to be a live action anime or like a kind of creepy, weird, like Ringu kind of film. Yeah. It, it doesn't achieve either. It's okay. just really weird, but kind of funny. Yeah. You know? It sounds quite funny, even if unintentionally funny. It was enter- It's entertainingly bad. Let's put it that way. <laughs> okay. So that's one of my bloodback recommends, I guess. Woo. Yeah, that took me some time to tell that story. It did, yeah. It's just, J-horror is never straightforward. No. You've got to explain all these different avenues. My next film, Tucker and Dale versus Evil, Ben. Uh, Yeah, I've heard a bit about this. Yeah, 2010. This is brilliant. Yeah. It's a comedy horror film. You know, it's like uh, Shaun of the Dead was a rom-coms on. Yeah. This is a evil redneck, you know, mutant redneck com, rom-com. So it's taken that route. Yeah. Um, just it's definitely straightforward, more straightforward than the Shot Labyrinth. Tucker and Dale are on vacation at their dilapidated mountain cabin. Seems innocent enough. Yeah. Just two rednecks going on a holiday. Just want nothing more to do. It's like this is like Dumb and Dumber. They've got that kind of relationship where they're both kind of innocent and yeah. just they just want to they're just two best friends going out for a good time. Um so they go to this cabin where they are attacked by a group of preppy college kids. As you do. So it's just a complete role reversal. Yeah. Obviously, you get preppy college kids going for a summer vacation in the cabin and some mutant um, hillbillies come and kill them. Yeah. This is the other way around. And the thing is, um, they get so freaked out by these hillbillies who want nothing more than just to be friends and share, have a couple of beers and stuff, yeah. that every time they see them, they end up killing themselves <laughs> because they get so scared. <laughs> One guy runs away. He's so terrified. I think um, it's either Tucker or Dale. They're just chopping firewood with a chainsaw. Um, and I think he stubs his toe or something while he sings. So he's sort of going, ah, ah, through gritted teeth. And yeah. he's flailing the chainsaw in the air. And one of the one of the preppy kids comes along and sees him sort of going and just flailing this chainsaw around. Obviously, that scares the crap out of him. So he, he turns arse and runs through the woods. And what happens to be in the way? A fallen tree with a big sticky out branch right through the gut. He's I dead. Like it. So the other guys come along and go, oh, my God, look what these hillbillies have done to our friend. And it just escalates from there. Then <laughs> It escalates from there to hilarity ensues. There's a great wood chipper scene. You know, yeah. we talked about Fargo last week with yeah. wood chipper scene. There's an amazing, amazing wood chipper scene in this. Basically, Tucker and Dale, they've just had a nice game of Monopoly in the cabin, and then they decide to throw some wood in the wood chipper to get rid of it. You know, fair enough. Yeah. The one guy, to get retribution for his friend who's been killed, 
decides to run at them with like a golf club or something. He yeah. jumps through the air and head first straight into the wood chipper. Okay. And Dale, by this point, Tucker and Dale are freaking out like, why are these college kids killing themselves? It must be a group uh, group suicide mission. Yeah. And then there's one of the one of the um, the nice young preppy girls is captured by the hillbillies, even though um, she hits her head and they take her back to the cabin to look after her. It's all very innocent, you yeah. know. And um, obviously they think that the two hillbillies have taken her captive and they have like an onslaught onto this cabin and then it's like a survival film um and it's just funny and obviously one of the one of the one of the rednecks ends up with this really 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 good looking girl at the end mm. one of the rednecks by the way is pirate steve from um dodgeball oh yeah cool yeah it's that guy <coughs> so oh, yeah. it's just a fun <clears throat> fun film just a fun comedy horror movie in the same sort of vein as like a Shaun of the dead but with hillbillies yeah and just the way these kids routinely kill themselves <laughs> See, that's, is, that's what sounds funny, funny. Right, in the first place. Yeah, it's just a case of mistaken identity, basically gone awry. It's just a fun, fun film. I highly recommend uh, Tucker and Dale versus Evil. Yeah. Um, and because that was so long, that's it for this week's Bloodbath, Ben. Nice and short there, just to finish up. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I definitely want to see that. Yeah, I'll have to. I'll have to lend it to you. Yeah. What? Well, once you finished uh, Robo Geisha. Yeah. We are going to watch that, aren't we? Though? We're going to watch that later tonight. Yeah. Yes, that's it. After the show tonight, we're going to uh, we're going to watch Robo Geisha and, right. and and or maybe Hobo with a Shotgun. Hobo with a Shotgun. We're not sure yet. Yeah. We'll talk it out. Definitely. And we've still got some awesome episodes planned, then, haven't we? Oh yeah, yeah. We're thinking of doing it. We like I said, we keep, we keep we keep saying about we're going to do a a commentary episode. Commentary episode. Yeah. We need to do a commentary episode. Definitely. Um, I don't know, because we do often have these things around your house where we watch a trash film yeah. around your house. And I'm thinking maybe we should do a series of trash film commentaries. Yeah. Maybe, maybe just an idea. You know, That's just it. Know. Even if we just do your highlights of it. But yeah, but you, can, you should hear the stuff that we come out with. Oh, Lord. We are hilarious. There'll be some beer drinking. Oh, yeah. You know. That's it, because we're fairly teetotal on this show. Well, there's no beer so far. We did have a beer last time, didn't we? Yeah. We don't, not, very often we drink. Yeah. So it might be interesting just to give it a bit of a different take. Although disaster may may arise yeah i'm feeling talking about cabins in the woods though i'm really looking forward to uh, evil dead oh yeah i cannot wait to it see Evil so Dead remake. there's so many people online going crazy as well going oh you mm. can't do that you can't make sam raimi's classic first film if there's <clears> any <throat> horror film out there ben and i'm not one for remakes really i mean i don't mind a remake yeah. but I, I am of that there has to be a good reason yeah if there is any horror film out there that is ready for remake it is evil dead yeah it was made on a shoestring budget. Yeah. The effects are terrible. The yeah. actors are terrible. It's a great idea. It had Sam Raimi's early like little innovations and camera yeah. movements and sound effects and brilliant. And it is an amazing movie. Yeah, it is. But let's be honest, yeah. it could do the makeover. But that's it. It's it's more cult status than anything now. Yeah. That, that's that's what's so well, that's what's what's so impressive about it is it's huge because it was so small. But now, yeah. Let's see, let's see it done how they would have wanted to get and do it and see let's yeah. see what it's like. Better the Red effects. Band trailers are wicked. Yeah, the Red Band trailers are amazing. <clears throat> they, and it yeah. looks like they're hitting all the major prop uh, prop uh, yeah, that, that prop points are still there. Yeah. So Tree Rape. Yeah. Book of the Dead. It. Yeah. Uh Cellar. And and and, tr and everything else. Yeah. And and Tree Rape. Yeah, so uh, if that isn't enough to watch it, I don't know what else is. Yeah, I think there's a tree rape scene. Is there? Yeah. Crazy. Imagine that. Tree rape scene. Hmm. I am now. Eesh. So, Ben, episode 17 of the Pan and Scan podcast. Yeah, it was a good one. 
I think so. I've had I've had fun. Yes. I couldn't speak tonight though. I've had trouble. No. I think it's been so long since we did a show that I've just sort of my brain's just gone to mush. Well, you're not the only person who thinks that it's been a while. We've had we've had comments while we've been on air. Go on. Yeah, uh, Lucy has put, can't wait, seems like ages since the last, not been that long though, so it must have just been so damn amazing, I needed more. Wow. Those are the kind of comments we like, people. They're the kind of listeners that Those we want. Those are the kind of people that we want listening to and commenting on this show. So yes, we're, we are here, and it does feel like a long time, but we're sticking it to you. We're back, baby. And where did you read that comment from, then? I read it on our Pan and Scan podcast Facebook page. Hold on, hold on, hold on. There's a Pan and Scan Facebook page? Did you not know, Jonathan? No. Let me tell you. There's a Pan and Scan podcast Facebook page. Good and Lord. we post stuff to it. And uh, as I promised, I've already put up the amazing CGI used properly from uh, the Avengers. Nice one. So it's already there. So by the time you'll, have, you'll, you'll get the show, it'll have been there for a day or so. Nice. So, so yeah, this, this is for you. And then, um, you know, there's also the Twitter, Panascan Podcast on Twitter. I, I regularly tweet, 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 tweet it, now. It, John is a regular tweet. I, I do that um, quite often because it's just it's just <clears> easy, <throat> especially when I've gone to see a film. I'm, I'm usually, like, Twittering as, as the film's playing. Well, that's it, honest. yeah. So, yeah. In you're, real you're time. One of these people with uh, with your bright screens. That's right. Yeah. Also, just to give a <clears> shout-out, um, Wasteland, the, new, the, yep. uh, the local Derby zombie uh, movie that's uh, being produced at the minute, they're in the final stages of uh, post-production and there's an Indiegogo account for anybody that's interested to donate a bit of money. And if you don't know what Indiegogo is, um, basically you, you donate a certain amount of money, whatever you can really. It can yeah. be anything from like a, a pound to, you know, a, a thousand pound. And for every stage, so it goes up in, you know, it might be 10 pound, uh, 20 pound, something like yeah. that. You get a gift, you get a free gift. It might be a DVD or it might be a signed picture or a credit. Yeah. in the film and uh, that that's just out there um, for anybody that wants to support a local zombie movie which I, I have I, I love it um, so yeah Wasteland on Indiegogo check it out and check the Facebook page out as well by the way yep just throw that out there Benjamin it was good I liked it thanks so well Ben I think we're going to close shop yep yeah, it's been another good show um, general chit chat but I think we've got a lot of stuff in there yeah, um, uh, to be fair, there was about three or four of the things that I haven't actually mentioned. Yeah, but, uh, we'll, we'll save it for the next show, baby. Oh, baby. So, until next week, it's goodbye from me, John. And it's goodbye from me, Benjamin. Remember. What's the skies? Hey! hey!